Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 1, Episode 17, Hat Trick. As always, we'll start with a little synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, we meet Jefferson and his daughter Grace, who are struggling to make ends meet. Regina manipulates him into taking her to Wonderland so she can retrieve her father from the Queen of Hearts. But according to the rules of the hat, two come through, two go back, and Regina leaves Jefferson behind. Trapped in Wonderland, Jefferson becomes the Mad Hatter, always looking for a way back to his daughter. In Storybrooke, Emma must find Mary Margaret before her arraignment and anyone finds out she's missing. When Emma is out searching for Mary Margaret, she encounters a man in the road, Jefferson. He takes Emma hostage, who finds that he already has Mary Margaret as well. Jefferson, who has his enchanted forest memories, wants Emma to use her magic to make his hat work. Mary Margaret and Emma fight Jefferson to escape. Emma gives Mary Margaret a choice, and she decides to trust Emma, making it back to the jail in time. Roger, what do you think of this episode? You did not disappoint. This is a very good episode. I do not believe this is a top five episode, but this might be six or seven. It's really good. You, this is a very Jefferson-centric episode, and oftentimes I get annoyed at those episodes. Not this one. This was great. This was fantastic. It wasn't horror, but it had like a thriller element to mm-hmm. it. I mean, the all of the scenes in Storybook are very suspenseful and trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, there are some things that happen. Like when you find out Mary Margaret's tied up, and you're like, what the hell is going on right now? It, it was good. What about you? And to be clear, you mean you're annoyed often when it's a cent- an episode centered on not a main character, not that Jefferson specifically is someone that you don't like. Yeah, like going yeah. back to Dreamy, like dreamy. Okay. it didn't yeah. really advance the plot any. It was yeah. just kind of like a filler episode. This advanced the plot while giving us background on a non-main character. Great. Uh, I agree. I love this episode. This is a top 10 episode. Top 10 episode in the series. In the series. Is this your first top 10 episode or second? I... This is the first time I've said it. Um, I think that episode three, Snow Falls, is also a top ten episode. Okay. Uh, the As you said, this episode is a thriller. It's really high stakes. Like, the stakes are very high. The stakes are often quite high in the Enchanted Forest, but not always quite as high in Storybrooke. And we've reached the highest of stakes here. Like, Mary Margaret is going to be fucked if she does not get back to that that jail. Um, and it's just really exciting. Like there's, there's like fighting, like fist fighting and croquet mallet swinging and all kinds of stuff. Well, there's also like, you know, I kind of first, I said, Hey, the winter soldier's here. And he's waving that gun around in a way that Bucky would not approve of. But he's like, a. it's interesting because while you understand what he's looking for, he's taking some, some really Mr. Gold like actions. Like the, the, uh, ends do not justify these means. Like he's kidnapped two people. He's demanding that they make him a hat. Which is, I think we talked about this during the episode. It's like, I don't even know what I would do if someone looked at me. But then she makes a hat. I know. she did, did, That is magic. Like, obviously the hat is not magical. But, like, I don't know how to make a hat. I mean, maybe what? she just had to sew it around like a, I don't know. It, it seems ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Haberdashery, apparently one of Emma's skills. I mean, okay, fair enough. <laughs> he's clearly awake. Like, he's not, he, while he is insane, he's not wrong that the whole town is cursed, which means he is our fourth member to actually have their memories. Yes. Which is pretty wild, because then it makes you wonder, who else has their memories around town? Because we have not interacted with him so far. It's and, true. Yeah. And what a fitting punishment. Like, he is cursed to know the truth and not be able to do anything about it. 
See, I think his real curse is that he actually got what he wanted from Regina, but not in the way that he meant, which is make sure my daughter is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And she is taken care of, but not with him, and they're not happy together. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Regina is is rough to him in this episode. And I, I think that she feels a little bad about it. But then she sort of snaps when he says, I promised my daughter I would come back. And we will learn in the next episode how Regina feels about when someone breaks a promise. <laughs> so the, the one thing I noticed is that when, when she's at his house and they interact, he gets very close to her in a menacing way and she seems to enjoy it. Like, it seems almost like they were together at one point. She smirks when he's, like, right in her face. And they have this dynamic that almost seems like they dated. Like, uh, I think when they're jumping into Wonderland, she says together and then grabs his hand. Like, it seems like almost they were a couple at some point. And also, he knows... He's not afraid of her. He doesn't address her as your majesty. He tells her, get out of my house. Like, no, I don't trust you. And she normally does not let people talk to her that way. And she's just like, okay, I'll leave. I think that she also knew exactly how to manipulate him into doing what she wanted. And she didn't need him to respect her. She needed him to want to help his daughter. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I just, I don't know, that shocked me. Um, That just the way he wasn't intimidated by her. But also, she still was okay with just manipulating him. And it was like, normally she rules by fear. In this case, she didn't even bother to go down that route. She was just like, no, I'm just going to trick you. It's true. And to your point in our last episode, Regina does do some excellent plotting here in the Enchanted Forest, especially. The reason that, like, she's in his house and he doesn't agree to help her. And while she's there, she observes that his daughter likes tea parties and likes stuffed animals And what does she do? She disguises herself as a peddler at the town market and, like, knows that his daughter will want that stuffed rabbit. Yeah, and sets a price that she knows Jefferson Mm -hmm. can't meet. Like, there was no need to make one silver for that cheap little stuffed doll. And what's sad about it is that the daughter didn't even care. She loves the little doll that he makes for her. She said, that's enough, Daddy, but he's bothered by it. It was so sweet. She's that like, was the sweetest. She's the most understanding child I've ever encountered. I know. She doesn't have a temper tantrum at all. She's like, it's okay. We can't afford it. Or she just, she doesn't need anything. I just want you, Papa. I understand economics. And the reality is we have bigger needs. And so don't worry about getting all these, you know, fancy things. That's not how kids think. It's definitely not how kids think. Where's the mom? It, it seems, we do hear Jefferson say that, um... Grace's mother died because of his job. His lost your mother. Lost your mother because of his job. My guess is that she's somewhere. Mm. But we never find out where. But she got lost in one of the places and one in, one out, something like that. Like maybe, who knows? That's interesting. Because, you know, it's a, it's a portal to multiple worlds. So she could be trapped and he doesn't know where she's at. Uh, so let's, let's go back to Storybrooke with Jefferson. He For one, his house is absurdly large. I don't know why Emma's dumb enough to go inside with him. I know that she felt guilty about the limp, but that was like rookie move 101. And then she drinks the tea. I think the thing that is really brilliant about it is he makes Emma think it's her idea to come inside. Yeah. Because he's like continuing to limp and he's like struggling to get up the stairs. And she's like, oh, let me help you. Um, He like knew that she would do that. Was he out in the woods looking for Emma and hoping this chance encounter would happen? Like, knowing that she'd be looking for Mary Margaret? 
Absolutely. Wow. That's next level. I, I, I don't... I, I think... I think that Jefferson was tricked in the same way that Emma was, though. I think Jefferson was made to think that this was his idea. And someone else told him this was going to happen. Oh, so he's a pawn in this game as well. Although, I don't think he actually cared about whatever Mr. Gold asked him to do. I think he, he wants Emma to make the hat. That's what he wants. (laughs) She is going to get him what he needs in the end, and that's all he cares about. When he is, um, I think he's sharpening his scissors, my thought was... So sinister. Is he the killer? Like, is he the person who took Catherine? Mm. That's what I thought. Like, legitimately, I was like, this dude... And then you find out he's got Mary Margaret tied up, so I was like, is Catherine in a different room? Or is her dead body in a different room? Mm -hmm. And also, he's got a utensil that could, you know, cut out a heart if necessary. It's true. And because he makes hats, we know that he's a little bit more precise and could do something messed up like that. Honestly, my note was, this is some fucked up shit. Yeah. And his house is, like, kind of creepy on the inside. Like, he has some weird art that's very, like, Wonderland-esque. Uh, I also love when he pulls out a map and tells Emma that he's an amateur cartographer because, you know, all of the unexplored regions of northern Maine, one one must uh, cart- cartograph that yourself. I don't know if that's a word. Did I just I'm just going to say map it. Map it. Great. Yeah. And also, that house is ridiculously large. Yeah. It looks like a hotel. I mean, she says that. Yeah, because it does look like that. And he lives there by himself. Um, as far as the Mad Hatter himself, who we do find out this is the Mad Hatter, there's obviously a history with Regina, which we talked about. Um, he loves his daughter more than anything else. I also, I think the Wonderland scenes, while they're not very long, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Especially, God, the look on his face when he realizes that he's been duped by Regina is just so heartbreaking. Because he knows that he's not getting out of here now. And well, he's not getting back to his daughter. Well, and he knew that he shouldn't. He, he knew better. Done this. She he told him, better. don't do this. Yeah, his daughter told him not to do it. Yeah. And he looks broken. Sebastian Stan is a very good actor. I mean, his delivery of some lines, both in the in Storybrook and in Shannon Forest, so great. That look on his face. Like he's got he's got sinister, creepy smile down to a T. I love when Emma finds Mary Margaret and he says, I see you found spot. Like the way he delivers that line, it's just both sinister and humorous. Yes, very humorous. He, yeah, he is, um, he looks like a desperate soul that Gold may have identified as someone who'd be willing to do his bidding. Yeah, he does look like a desperate soul. Also, I'm, so if, if we believe that Gold was behind this, did he intentionally pick Jefferson knowing what Regina had done to Jefferson? Hmm, yeah, probably. I mean, I mean that, it probably wouldn't have been hard to convince him to... I'll, Knowing that he's going to stumble across something down the road, or potentially stumble across something down the road. Yeah. I mean, right? Like, that seems like the kind of uh, 15 steps ahead play that Gold would be making here. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, so a hat trick in sports, or in general, is doing three great things in close succession. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure out if this was, like, a third win for Mr. Gold, like... Or are we going to get that next? Like, is this his hat trick? Oh, I see. You're thinking the title might be a play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they often are. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I I think I saw this more. Even though a hat trick is sports, I more or less saw this as the fact that he can sure. do tricks with his hat. Yeah. There could be an underlying message of there's some victories going on. Also, can we talk about the fact that he gets decapitated? 
Yeah, the, I mean, you were talking about how this kind of continues to reflect the horror elements from Red Handed. And like, whoa. And you can see it on his neck still in Storybrooke. And Emma sees it too and is like really creeped out Horrified. by it. Horrified, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I mean, the way that he's like his head is being held and he sees his body on the ground, really scary. A legitimate out-of-body experience while not being dead. It's yeah. a very strange sentence to use. And I feel like it was a nice, uh, I don't want to say like adult, but like a more, like we hear the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland say off with his head so many, or off with her head so many times. And here we actually see it happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, legitimately off with her head. And he just chops his head off. Uh, I'm going to leave with this with Jefferson. The last two scenes, I think, are very good with the one in Wonderland where he's finally gone mad. He's become the Mad Hatter that we know from legend, which is sad. He's desperately, desperately trying to get back to Grace and he can't get in. And he's got thousands of hat that he's made in. Is he in a dungeon? I don't know where he's at. It's large. He's somewhere like a vault, basically, with hats that just don't work. And then he pulls some Michael Myers nonsense when he gets kicked out the window by Mary Margaret, which... That's a badass move by Mary Margaret. I know. I love how Emma says, have you been taking kickboxing and didn't tell me? And she's like, I don't know where that came from. I have no idea where that came from. Well, we do. (laughs) Yep. We do know where that came from. And then he disappears. Just disappears. Just gone. Uh, Oh, and one last thing. Henry Sr. is one of the weakest men I've ever seen on television. I know. He just lets Regina do that. He's so weak. He just lets Regina do that to Jefferson. It's so wrong. What? How could you, as a father... Look at what your daughter is doing to another man who is trying to get home to, and be like, I'm okay with that. And it also, like, makes me wonder, like, who is the Queen of Hearts? Like, we, what is she, what's her beef with Regina? She sees her as a threat is yeah. what I think the only information that we and get. And she knew Regina well enough to take the thing she loved most. And I think Regina has said, yeah, she knows the consequences of dealing with her more than most. Mm-hmm. So obviously they have a past. I have a couple more things about Jefferson. Sure. Uh, he's also pretty astute in his conversations with Emma. Like, he knows about the curse. Emma is, I think Emma is really creeped out when he first says that. I would be, if a crazy guy that kidnapped me, making me build a hat with scissors, she's probably like, what is he doing to my son? Like, how did he get his book? Like, how did he talk to him? But also a little bit of those, like, cracks. Like, a shared delusion is a thing that I would be concerned about. Like, two people can't have the same delusion. If it was just him saying that, that would be one thing. But why is he matching Henry's delusion word for word almost? Like, that's Mm -hmm. weird. Uh, And I I love when he says, what's crazy is seeing and not believing. Uh, Because Emma is seeing things at this point, and she's choosing to rationalize out of them. I mean, Graham had a heart attack of natural causes. Yes, of course. Like, most healthy 28-year-old man just didn't have. Uh, and I love when she says, you think you're the Mad Hatter? And he is super offended. And he's like, my name is Jefferson. <laughs> Doesn't he say at one point, perhaps you're the one who's mad? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, it's almost like, um, if you remember from the episode where we meet Belle, where Rumpel gets called the Beast and he mockingly responds to that. Jefferson isn't mocking. He's actually offended that you refer to him as the Mad Hatter. Yeah. And it's quite hilarious even though he's insane and got a bunch of hats around and wants a magic hat, like, my man, I don't know that you can be this mad at this when you're doing all the Mad Hatter things here. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And I I also think it's interesting when Emma kind of, like, 
is trying to manipulate Jefferson so that she can escape. And she says, I want Mary Margaret to be my mother more than you could possibly know. And I don't think that's a lie. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't think Emma thinks that's true. But I, I, I think, as we learn at the end of the episode, when she talks about family, like, she feels like Mary Margaret is her family. I think she wants it to be true. Yeah. But knows, and I put that in quotes, that can't be true because we are the same age. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she would, she would love to have some family. Like, and Mary Margaret being who she's close with would be perfect. And also, at the end, she does seem a little freaked out when she's reading Henry's book and finds Jefferson's story in the book. Which is weird because she's seen other people's story in the book. I guess she hasn't. But not other people that believed that it was true. That's fair. They haven't, like, (laughs) told the story exactly the way, and then she Mm -hmm. reads the story in the book. And she even says, she asks, can I keep a hold of this? Yeah. And he looks very excited, like, oh, you're finally starting to believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Regina, she doesn't have a huge part in this in the storybook, but in Enchanted Forest, she's obviously a big part. I love the shortcut. (laughs) <laughs> that like you know you see the maze and it's like gosh that's gonna take a long time she's like nah fireball shoots right through that purpose per- perfectly encapsulate encapsulates her character yeah i don't have time for this nonsense i will burn it to the ground yeah yeah no it's totally it, uh other thing i want to point out there's a term called a plunging neckline and that is what regina's got all day here yeah <laughs> that she really thing does is, it's uh it's quite the dress Great two dresses, actually. Also, another thing that made me think, I, I talked about this before, when she's around men that she's had, like, a, a thing for, she usually dress, dresses much more sexy, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, with Rumpel, she doesn't dress like that because mm-hmm. there's never been a thing between them. But with Jefferson, I was like, it seems like you two might have some sort of history together. Uh, she's, yeah, she's just so manipulative in this episode. Like, it's... She's really good. I mean... She's really good. She shows remorse, though, and you talked about that earlier. The fact that she actually looks uh, regretful that she's going to screw over Jefferson and Grace is shocking because, for the most part, she doesn't really seem to care. The only other time I remember that is with the genie. She looked a bit bothered by what she had done to the genie for a moment before she kind of, like, turns it on. Well, and she offered to to help him get away, which yeah. is not something she would normally do. Yep. I Yeah, and I think... Jefferson also isn't a person that would succumb to flattery, I don't think. And she flatters him a couple times, and I don't think it's just because she's trying to flatter him. I think she's actually impressed. Like, when they get into the hat room, I don't really know what to call that. When you go in the hat, and then you're in the room where all the doors are. um, The portal room. The portal room, sure. And she says, this is amazing. Like, she means that. Yeah. I I have a feeling if, in another life, she could see her with someone like Jefferson who's Mm. actually very talented but Mm -hmm. she's just too much of a hole in her heart and broken all those kind of things so broken um and I she knew about the hat's rule it's a weird rule that we needed to have it's not the first time we will experience the rule of the hat the rule of the hat could have been so that's the thing that's jacked up and we'll find this out later but like she could have circumvented that so easily and not screwed over Jefferson but just chose not to yeah maybe she didn't know about that rule at the time or whatever um, anybody else you want to talk to about before we get to our final character? Uh, well, I'd like to talk about Emma and Mary Margaret for okay. a moment. Yeah. I'd like to dive a little bit more into that family moment. Is that tearjerker? Oh, yeah. Big tearjerker. I mean, Emma cries, which is 
And then immediately, like, after she's, after Mary Margaret is touched, and she, Emma has said that she's her family, she's like, family? And Emma's like, friends, whatever. And then, like, immediately her walls go back up. But I just, the, it was very sweet. I mean, I think it's the first, we often talk about how the show is about found family, and I think it's the first time, obviously they are technically family, but. Emma doesn't know that. She's in Sierra's family. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just kind of beautiful to, like, find family in that way. And I also really like that Emma gives Mary Margaret a choice about returning back to the jail. Like, she was going to let her go if she wanted to. And she just would have had to be on the run forever. And Emma really opens up to her and tells her how difficult it is to be on the run. And yeah, Mary Margaret's bothered by that everyone's going to look at her as a murderer, which mm-hmm. clearly she does not like public opinion to be negative towards her, which is odd because Snow White has never cared about that. Mm-hmm. Like this kind of her worst self. I know we disagree on this. I do not love Jennifer Morrison's emoting ability. It just, the difference between her and Jennifer Goodwin is stark here. Like, Mary Margaret's like family, and you can just feel the warmth in her voice, and Emma comes off as a bit wooden to me. I think, I just think that that's who she is. I think you're like over reading, like she's has difficulty emoting as a person. And again, I think you write it that way because you play to your talent. <sighs> I don't know. We just don't agree. No. We just don't agree. Especially compared to like, you see Regina emotes a lot. Oh yeah, Regina. Mary Margaret emotes a lot. Also Jefferson. very much in their characters to emote a lot. You don't find it weird that every character emotes a lot except one? No, there's other people that don't emote. So far that we've run into... Rumpelstiltskin does not emote except for angry very well. No, he emotes hurt a lot. When Mm. he talks about having lost his son... Yeah, okay, that's true. Uh, when he talks, when he's so excited to see Belle and he (laughs) runs like a school That was adorable. Okay, okay, fine. Um... I want. I think the other character you want to talk about is Mr. Gold. Absolutely. Um, big plot point. Big plot point. I think, you know, Regina, excellent plotting here, but we realize that it's actually Mr. Gold that has set this up. Presumably he's the one that gave Mary Margaret the key. I think he said it. Yeah. Yeah. He. So I, did, I dismissed him in the previous episode thinking that he wasn't behind this mm-hmm. because why would he? And it turns out they made a deal, which is shocking here. Because they were at each other's throats. I know. What did she give him? Like, I want to know really bad. And also, this is, again, one of those things where, like, she's desperate and came to him for help. Because now she actually can come to him for help. But he's still playing her. Yeah. Because I don't think Jefferson's involvement was by accident. No, it definitely wasn't by accident. And Regina is pissed that Mary Margaret came back. Like, she's really pissed. She was really smug walking into the sheriff's station. Like, this is going to be awesome. Not to win. She's going to lose. And then all of a sudden, she's sitting there and she's just contempt and rage. It's also interesting. I would be curious to know what the wording of their deal was. Because Rumpelstiltskin doesn't break a deal. Nope, he does not. But he's very clear. You know, what does he say in that? I like the uh, uh, the power of a pen as opposed to mm-hmm. a sword. He is very clear. He won't break the deal. It doesn't mean you get what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You get what you asked for. Also, right now, I'm trying to figure out whose side is gold on. Well, but the real answer is his own. Sure. But you don't know if he's helping Mary Margaret. You don't know if he's hurting Mary Margaret. Is he trying to help Regina? You probably think he's trying to hurt Regina, but it, it's very unclear right now. Like it's, got, it's still the mystery, and it's very exciting to know what's going on. Or not know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to get... We're so close to like something big happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're we're starting to push forward. 
Um, no David in this episode. No David. Which was shocking, but also I don't think he was needed for this episode. So I mean, she told choice. him to get out, and he got out of the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> you are booted out of the following episode. I don't even want to see your face in the credits. <laughs> Anything else before we talk about favorite moment? I think I'm good. Uh, what was your favorite moment in this episode? Gold revealing that he was behind it all. Mm. It was so That's fun your to favorite. See that. It was great. It was absolutely. There were a lot of good moments. Most of them involved Jefferson, to be quite honest. Like I love the dynamic between Jefferson and Regina. I love the dynamic between Jefferson and um, Emma. Like when they're kind of talking about that, but just getting that like mystery thread of like it was gold behind this all the time, and he's playing both sides and. Just really pushes the plot forward in a way that I love. I also really like... So I am not a big fan in movies and TV when, you know, three seasons later at the end of the movie or a series of movies, you get a, it was me the whole time. Because it feels like, like a retcon. Yeah. But, like, it never feels like that with Mr. Gold. Like, you're like, oh. Like, you can see the thread that they've they've been weaving the whole time. My favorite moment is, unsurprisingly, when Emma tells Mary Margaret that she's her family. <laughs> the tearjerker was the, your favorite the moment? The tearjerker was my favorite moment. I am shocked and appalled. Most ridiculous moment. Jefferson is Michael Myers, apparently. Hmm. He, now, am I supposed to believe that he fell through the hat? Because he got kicked out of a second-story window. When, no, because the hat was still there. Yeah. Oh, I guess the hat doesn't disappear when yeah. you use it. So, like... Where on earth he could not have just gotten up and walked away that yeah, quickly. Yeah, you I mean you might not be that injured when you fall from a second story window. He fell out head first, which means he was rotating and probably landed back first. Yeah, I think he'd be okay. No. <laughs> That's not how physics work. Unless he is the winter soldier, he is hurt right now. Badly. Also, where's like the blood? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. He didn't didn't look like he landed on any shards also, of glass. Also, didn't but... she hit him with a croquet mallet? She did hit him with a croquet mallet, which is also very fitting for Alice in Wonderland. It is. <laughs> so he took that shot, kind of got rocked, then he got kicked through a window mm-hmm. of glass and then landed. He's in pain right now. Yeah, who knows where he went. Um, my most ridiculous moment is that Regina believes that Mr. Gold's plan didn't work. That, like, Mr. Gold failed somehow in this episode. That she believes that that's what occurred. Yeah, her arrogance is her own worst enemy right here. That she thinks she made a deal with Mr. Gold, and what happened wasn't exactly what he wanted to have happen. So, in her defense, the last time that they matched up, she beat him. That's true. She did. So, in her mind... She's got the upper hand, not realizing that anytime you think you've got the upper hand on Rumble Stiltskin, you're probably right where he wants you. Yeah, that's true. Who's your loser? Who else could it be? Yeah, but it's Jefferson. Jefferson. Like, oh, this is so bad. In both the Enchanted Forest, Wonderland, and Storybook, that's the hat trick losses right there. L L L. This was bad. He got kicked out a window. He got trapped from his daughter and he turns into the Mad Hatter. Got manipulated by Regina in the mark. I mean, it's just, this was so bad for him. So bad. Yeah, it's not good. I don't even think there's another person who comes close to the loss that Jefferson has. Are we agreed on winners? I have two winners. I agree that Rumpelstiltskin is the winner of this episode, which I'm assuming is what you're going to say. Is it not? It is. I just want to know who your second winner it's is. It's not Regina. Hallelujah! <laughs> Who's the second winner? It's Emma. She she found Mary Margaret and got her back to the jail. That's exactly what she was supposed to do this episode, and she did it. Okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. I would have her second place. Um, I I mean, 
I would have considered Regina as a third place for what she gets away with in uh, Wonderland, getting Henry Sr. Sure, back. Sure. But I don't think she's got a win in Storybook. But this is Gold all the way. He's manipulating this whole thing. I think the thing that's really impressive about Mr. Gold is he didn't even, like, manipulate Emma. He just knew that that's what she would do. Well, this is what happened during the fire. He didn't manipulate her. He set the fire knowing that she was going to do the honorable thing. He let her challenge him because, like, he just knows how she is. That's why he's so far ahead. He knows people. Totally. Uh, Okay. Next week is season one, episode 18, The Stable Boy. We are finally going to find out what happened between Snow White and Regina. Yeah, I've been waiting for this for quite some time because it does answer the question of, I think uh, Snow or Mary Margaret even asked, what? why would she do this to me? Well, now we're going to find out why she did this to her. Um, I think we meet some family of Regina, mm-hmm. which is a very important thing to know because, yeah, she's a terrible person when we meet Regina. So why is she such a terrible person? It's going to be interesting to see her in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. She may not have always been this bad. I think they even used the quote, evil isn't born, but it is made. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, is this the first true Regina backstory episode? We get a curse backstory episode, but I don't know that we get one that uh, dives into Regina's life. This is pre, this is the first episode that we see her pre-evil queen. Got it. I mean, I guess, I guess the fruit of the poisonous tree episode, mm. She she's not yet in charge, um, but she is very evil in that episode. She, that's like the origin of the evil mm-hmm. queen. That's fair. But this is this is going to be the origin of evil. Um, I also love the little Easter egg. Uh, Henry is looking at his storybook at the very beginning of the episode, and it's a picture of young Snow White, which is what we're going to be watching oh, in the next episode. Oh, okay. Um, I also really want to know how they're going to get Mary Margaret out of this. Uh, Mr. Gold told Regina, it's fine. She's a murderer. We, we're going to, she's going to go in, into jail, but that's definitely not what's going to happen. It's also surprising to me that Regina doesn't hear these little clues that Gold gives her right to her. It's like she said, sometimes evil is staring you right in the face and you don't see it. He is taunting you to your face and she is so arrogant that she's like, ah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. I've clearly defeated Rumpelstiltskin, the ultimate trickster. She is, I mean, she has had some wins recently. And uh, she's confident in her abilities to manipulate. The pride comes before the fall. Yeah. Well, uh, please be sure to join us next time for Season 1, Episode 18, The Stable Boy. We'll see you next time.